hopefully it gets my giant nose in the frame. Well, you, you're you not, how would you not be in the frame? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you said it. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me see. All righty. Amanda. Hi. It's so good having you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Dude, you got a good vibe. Thank you. I like your vibe. You have good energy. Oh, yeah? I do believe in that. You do? A vibe. Yeah, good vibe. Well, they just say good vibes now. Good these, vibes. Th- that's what these kids are saying these days. The little kiddos. They really are. I mean, you you heard one just just call and call. Are, is your place a gym gym? Gym gym. Gym gym. You which, double repeat. Which boomers usually do. I agree. Like, that's usually a boomer thing. I guess it's coming back. I feel like a boomer. What do you mean? Just like an old soul. Is it like the shirt? Is Ma- it... <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love I, the shirt. All right, I went. I went to uh, Stonington. I went to a fiftieth birthday party. It's a gay couple, and uh, I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. I did not know the entire staff that they hired was all in black. So I'm actually wearing the outfit. So a couple of times I got asked for hors d'oeuvres, and then one of the guys said, "Are you wearing that shirt with skulls on it because you want to tell every gay guy in here that you're straight?" And I went, "No, but good point." He goes. I could have told you that. And I was just like, Ooh, I, love I didn't this guy. know it was a symbol. Yeah. He's like, it's like, yeah, it's a nice shirt, but it has skulls on it. And he was being, it was, it was hilarious, but manly. I also, yeah, extremely manly, extremely. Um, so Amanda, why don't we do a, a, a quick intro for those who do not know? All right. I'm Amanda Pashuko. I'm a certified sex therapist And I've been working as a licensed marriage and family therapist for over a decade. So basically, I talk to individuals and couples about relationships, sexuality, communication, recovery from trauma to get to awesome pleasure. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want awesome pleasure? Yeah. This guy does. Uh, (laughs) I do. I do. Everyone. (laughs) Everybody wants it. Um, You know, so, so why is sex therapy? What drew you to want to be a sex therapist at eight years old I decided I was going to be a couples therapist I was like I've got this figured out I'm going to help couples so that was at eight and then at 19 in college I realized sex therapy was an option I didn't even know it existed yeah and I had a professor Dr. Moorhead in Providence College who was talking about sexuality and I was like this is what I want to do the rest of my life I didn't even know it was a job yeah and I'm going to do this now yeah, see, even as, like, a, a young kid, like, maybe it was because it was always, like, it was always, like, hush-hush about any trauma, hush-hush about anything, secrets, and, and this, and I think a lot of families go through that, so to have, to be able to actually talk about something as sensitive as sex, I think for, like we were saying before, we, we, we turn these on, it's like, ooh, right. but, but I, 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 I just can't help myself but to think, like, it's like, we all do it. So what are we talking about here? What right. Do we want? Like mostly everybody does it. Everyone who wants to do it is doing it. They're definitely doing it. Like alone or with others. Yeah. They're doing a- it. A- alone. Uh, some with others. Some are just kind of always going to be alone. That's sad. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. No, no. They could find somebody. Everyone can come find to, somebody. Come to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you. How do you actually like get into the training? Because you knew that you wanted to do it. Correct. Um, but how do you actually get into the training of being a sex therapist? So you also have to go to graduate school to be a therapist first. Got it. So a marriage and family therapist, a professional counselor, um, a licensed clinical social worker. You have to have a license as a therapist first. So that's a master's program, an exam. 
thousands of hours, supervision. You have to do all that. And then you have to take 90 hours in sexuality education, do another 200 hours in just sexuality cases, be supervised by a person at ASECT, that's the organization in the United States Mm -hmm. for um, sex educators, counselors, and therapists. Mm -hmm. And you meet very awesome professors along the way when you're there. Dude, that was amazing. You said all of that without even stopping. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm easy. Yeah, yeah that I was just, good. it's a lot. Like, people yeah, ask a lot. Sex therapy, baby. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think with like everything that you're learning and everything that you're, you're kind of bringing forth, are you shocked by anything at this point? Because you've been doing it for a while, obviously, and doing very well. But are you shocked? Is anything like shocking you? No? It's interesting because. I would say certain things were shocking, like at some points when you see a large age difference. Okay. At first, you're like, okay, 30-year-old, 60-year-old. Yeah. That feels shocking the first time you see it. Yeah. And I've seen it hundreds of times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's just only going to keep keep kind of going? I think so, because like with the internet, people can find anybody. So there's anybody for anybody, yeah. And like people um, with sex specifically have like these little kinks and age is not, once they're an adult, age doesn't matter. It's like we bond over this kink that other people are not doing. Yeah. So that's kind of like the common ground. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see, you know, how people would, how how they would just connect with one another and age probably wouldn't be as much of a boundary as before because now you have, you have such an access to to different people right and and i've seen it too like i've been out with older women too and i've I've gotten looks i mean i've also i've also um i was on a date a long time ago with an older woman and the one person that i did not want to run into i ran into how is that possible the the one person you manifested i i was like please please do not have me run into my mother and guess (laughs) and, and guess who i run into I'm on a date with somebody who's maybe Mm. like three years younger than her, four years younger than her. And I remember being like, oh my God, no. And my mom's like, hi, I'm Ben's mother. And I'm like, oh Uh, no, which is how I know you. Yeah, Uh, we actually, she's pretty amazing. Was one of my professors. Yes, my mom is pretty cool. She's the best. She's pretty cool. She's awesome. And um, you ran into her on a date. I did, I did. I ran into little Miss Ray of Sunshine herself uh, on this date. And I was like, no. (laughs) Did you have a second date? I did, uh, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't, it didn't go bad. It wasn't, no, the date went well. I just remember like, I was too young at the time. I think I was only like 23 or something. Were like you like 24. ashamed? Um, I think there was a bit of shame. I, th- I think it was just because I just said, just not her. Just the one person. Please don't be her. I don't care if I see anybody else or anything like this. Because this woman was at least, you know, 15 years, you know, almost maybe almost 20 years older than me. And, uh, and she was beautiful. So I don't know why I was like thinking that. But maybe it was like, oh, I don't want my mom to be like, dude. Right, and, if, and and at that point, like I said, I just we hadn't had a lot of those conversations, and now we have those conversations all the time. It's different, probably way different. I'm just thinking though that it's pretty interesting if you don't believe in like affirmations. <laughs> like you literally called that into existence. It sounds like like <laughs> absolutely not, mom. Hey, mom. Uh, as, hi, mom. As soon as I walked in, Margaritaville in was it Canton or Avon, Connecticut? I'm like walking. I'm like, oh my. 
God, please no. Is she even from around there? Like, um, she it, like she was just like, oh, we just decided to stop here. I'm like, oh, of course you did. Of, of course, course you did. Yeah. you did. Did you see my car? Did you see my car? Woman? Oh, yeah. maybe that was it. No, I don't no. think it was. She was like, she just was like by the bar when I got there. I'm like, oh, God. And she's like, go have fun on your little date oh. and winked at me. I'm like, stop winking. Uh, she saw you wink. Um, I just did a lecture with your mom. Did you? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, how'd it go? It was awesome. We were teaching a bunch of clinicians about polyamory, non-monogamy, and BDSM relationships. Yeah, I, I wanted to kind of get into that too because it was something that was kind of, in, it was something that was kind of brought on to me and something I've always been kind of curious about, which is polyamory. And- I thought for the longest time that I was definitely going to be in more of a polyamorous relationship. Like I was like, I I mean, and I think it's more just because of selection of partners. Like it was like, okay, you know, you can have this, you know, I can go here as long as I open communication, I can do, you know, whatever I want. But then I found that it, it, it requires way more communication. Way more work. Like way more every work. person brings in an exponential amount of complication, yeah. right? Because you're adding to the system. So it's no longer just between two people. Now it's between three people. And that's a lot of different conversations. Yeah. So um, there's a joke in the community of non-monogamous people that everyone thinks polyamorous people are having sex, but they're really just talking and looking <laughs> at their calendars. <laughs> so it's, you know, a lot of polyamorous issues are calendar issues at times. And how do you split quality time? There's so. a lot of feelings. Lots of feelings. Is it, would, how many people have you seen in, like, what's the number of the most amount of people you've seen somebody seeing in a polyamorous relationship? Um, not just having sex with, you're saying partner relationship partnered up. Is there like, where you're like, Oh my God, that's a lot. I've seen people do four relationships. Four. Yeah. Four. Dude. Four. And then maybe some group sex or something on the side with one of those people. But yeah, dude, I, Uh, one, that's a lot of work, dude. That's so much work. I know one person is just fine for me and that's what i found out yeah and right? I, there's like nothing bad or wrong with that also well, well, right I, well there's there's nothing bad about monogamy that's not to say that your mind doesn't wander and you don't you like wish you know sometimes or you think things are going to be this but feelings are just such a hard thing to right to see and i mean and i, I for me being in a, a polyamorous relationship was always something I questioned because my mom and I had that conversation and I remember just being like, it sparked it. And then kind of coming back full circle, uh, to wondering, asking questions. I've watched a couple of your videos on it as well. And, um, they're extremely helpful, which they can, those are on, um, YouTube, YouTube, um, mostly, but you have other, other yeah, stuff. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, yeah. at the sex healer, sex healer. Yeah. yeah. And it, they're extremely helpful. And I think it's like when you break down something, um, maybe so casually, like the way that you talk about it because you're around it so much helps normalize people when they listen to it. I think so. Like the fact that I could make it about calendars, time, communication, emotion, and break it down to like, well, this emotion means this. Uh, People aren't usually thinking about anger as meaning you need a boundary or they don't think about sadness means something's important to you. Yeah, Yeah. They just kind of assume I'm feeling it. So I speak, um, 
like from the feeling instead of for the feeling on behalf of. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important, especially in open relationships to not be just projecting feelings onto everyone before you really process what it means to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. So it's a lot of work. It's, it just sounds like when you have to deal because you have to deal with your own emotion. When you have to deal with your own emotion, it's a lot. Right. And in monogamy, sometimes, not always, but sometimes you can kind of hide yeah. from your own emotions. Yeah. When you have a bunch of partners, you're getting called out everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So there, so you have to be more honest about your emotion. And then hopefully they re- reciprocate. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. How do we know how long is, is it still the same length of a relationship with polyamory versus monogamy? Like are those relationships relationships still just as long or are they shorter that's a really interesting question i don't know if we know for sure okay what i do know is about five years ago i think it was six percent of the united states was identifying as in an open relationship and now it's 14 percent. really so double and there is still not protection though in many places for people in open relationships so um for example you can't be married to more than one person yeah. in many states. You can't have multiple parents on birth certificates. But some, like now it's starting to change. Some places you can have a polyamorous home. But the law, like you could still lose your job for coming out as being in an open relationship. It's not that's covered as yeah. protected yet. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's um, just insane to me, like, who care? Like who really cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's like like that's. The, I think that right now during this time, and I don't want to go, you know, too full circle around something where it, it becomes like this like woke answer, but I I want to say like for me it's like who really gives a shit what you do if it makes you happy if you're not hurting anybody and it's not you're not. You're, it's legal and it's legal it's like who it's like cares? who cares like what does it matter and i and i think that a lot of people once they hear that that it's like it's an option for you and i think it's not so much of a this like fringe you know um taboo thing because i think that a lot of people need to hear that message of relationship of love of everything like hey i like this person but i like this person too it's like hey, okay you can do that that's okay it's not this 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 awful you know, thing. I just didn't know if like the length of the relationship would be the same. I I love that you bring it up because I think, um, something that I didn't even really think of was length. I kind of measure relationship success by the depth and connection. I never thought to measure it by length. Well, how many, how many relationships have we seen? And we could touch on this now. How many loveless relationships do you see i mean i imagine you see a lot in your a practice lot. you know it's been 25 years he doesn't look at me the same a know? lot of it oh, yeah it's God. i mean i think people who are coming to a sex therapist are there because their sex is not where they want them want it to be the love is not where they used to feel it so well why don't we touch on that first then like what would you do what would you suggest for somebody who comes to you in in the very stereotypical you know I'm in a loveless marriage. I mean, it's been X amount of years. It's, you know, how do you re, how do you ignite that spark or fire? You know, Well, I guess I'd first ask what they want their goals to be. Like, what are we aiming for? Are we aiming for, um, sex? Are we aiming for date nights? Mm-hmm. Are we aiming for, um, 
we're sharing income. Like, yeah. what is okay. the point? Why okay. are we together then? Yeah. Why are we together and what are we hoping to gain? Because I think that that matters. So say it's a couple um, who's been together over 30 years. They have love, like friendship love, but they don't have erotic connection. They haven't had sex in since they're, they conceived their children. Oof. This is true. Yeah. I see these cases. Oh, my God. And... Um, my first question is like, how many hours a week do you have to work on this? Yeah. Because this um, 50 minute session is not going to do much. How much time do you have to read, to listen to things? Because I think that they need to hear the conversations that you were talking about, like hear that another relationship type exists, hear that sex doesn't have to look like a penis and a vagina. It mm. can look a lot of different ways. That orgasm is awesome, but pleasure is the measure. Okay. And so we're just breaking down small concepts, but it's really how much time are you willing to put into it? Yeah, well, much like anything to to create a structure or to create something of value, you have to put time and effort into it. I agree. And a lot of people stop putting effort into their relationships and they wonder why they feel disconnected. It's like, well, you're acting like a single person. Oh, in a relationship. That's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah, effort I never looked is, at it like that. Yeah. Effort is pivotal and of, or pivotal, is that the word? Primary yeah. importance, I think. Yeah. Just showing up and doing what you do in the beginning, just showing up with excitement means a lot to people. It's, it's, it's definitely huge. I mean, actually showing up and being excited to be there is, is it would be kind of one. Um, but do you think that it, it differs between men and women, what they're looking for in a, in, in, in a marriage like that, that's in that situation? Yeah. Um, a sex therapist who's passed away, Gina Ogden would say in the research that she's done, which was featured all over the place on Oprah, et cetera, 80% of women in the United States report that they need to feel safe and secure first before they can even let their guard down for the context of pleasure. Okay. So 80%, that's a lot. Do you and And they don't feel safe if they're not feeling heard. Like, do you, do you know when that study was done? It was done maybe 10 15 years ago. Do you think that that still has staying power today? I think it has power today from what I hear in the rooms, but this is a bias, you know, population they're people who are coming to sex therapy yeah exactly. they want to feel safe yeah however there might be like a trauma history or got, something got so it. it's my sample size is very biased it looks like it's the same if you it, i i would say it probably feels the same okay you and would from I, your experience from my, well from my experiences with just talking with people that's I think, what i mean you talk yeah, to a lot of people i talked i talked to quite a bit of people about this maybe not this subject but for what i'm listening if you're really listening to the emotion in their voice, if you're looking at them and you're really taking the time to open your ears a bit, you definitely notice that when females, generally speaking, when they talk about their partner, it's about like, well, I never, it's always like, I never know. I never know what he's, this is happening. I don't know. It's always like, what's going on? They feel a little clueless. So the security isn't there. It's not there. And it sounds weird that that would matter. Yeah. It kind of sounds weird. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. It would in sound... movies and in shows, yeah. it's not, that's the one night stand is exciting. Exactly. And... Exactly. See, I, but the security, I, I think it's hard to sell sexy with security. Who wants to buy security? <laughs> Although humans rather be unhappy than uncertain, no one wants to like buy structure and security really, even though the human body likes it. 
craves like, it. Our polyvagal nervous system, we crave co-regulation, which means like a person attuning to us with their eyes, their posture, their body language. We crave that. Yeah. Versus that's why in like pickup artist books, it's like stand 45 degrees away from yeah. her <laughs> because then just your chest up. nice Yeah, and tall. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Deepen your voice if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, how's it going? There's nothing. There's no. Time. And then that's it. That's probably not going to you're probably not going to get her. Um, and I, in, in those books to some people, it's like, it's a con artist thing, but you know, to me, they hold, they hold water, you know, talking about the, 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 the pick our pickup artist type you of said stuff. Con artist. Con artist, <laughs> yeah, yeah, con artist. Uh, is it, I mean, it's, it's definitely a thing because we are nonverbal, you know? And so I did this little experiment and you, this has no, this is, literally, okay, this I is love me it. just saying, so I did an experiment and I told, I told like three people. And now I'm telling four and you're a sex therapist. So you can ask me why this was. And it was just more of an observation. So I went to the gas station and I rushed. I, I, I got out of my car. I was fumbling. I was fumbling around on purpose on purpose. Okay. Um, I got in there, grabbed some water, um, you know, bought it, bought some gum. It wasn't really looking anybody in the eye, you know, and I, and I was doing this. And then, so what I did was I went to the next gas station. This was just something I just needed to see. So I got out of the car. When was this? This was like last year. <laughs> I swear. I swear. You were born. No, this is pre-pan- yeah, the pre-pandemic. So it was, it was before okay. then. So um, so I, I got out of the car and I shut the door really lightly. And I was like sitting up nice and straight. And I was being very, I was very slow. And I went in and I was like, no, can I get 20 on, you know, one or whatever. Thank you very much. You know, and it was just very slow. And what I notice is, like, how you present yourself to the world matters. Yes. If it's <laughs> if it's manic and rushing around. And what I did notice, and maybe this is just, like I said, this is just stupid. I did it for a second. And what I notice is that not only did men notice me, like, who's this guy? Why is he walking? Like, he's just slow. Open the door for people. Hey, how are you? Good job. You know, you doing well? Good. Like, that type of stuff. Compared to the manic rushing around, shoulders down, you're not going to get much. Of, like it's like, oh, this guy, the energy is off, <laughs> right? But, but when the, the vibes. En- but when the energy is in the vibe is there, so that's why those pickup artist books. I-, I imagine that's why a lot of them work. I don't think they don't work. Like I agree that they have some merit of working. I don't think that they lead to the security. Yeah, the, of, of, of which is why the book I think models came out. Yeah whatever years ago because it kind of tried to take the pickup artist thing and make it also secure yes yes they tried to they try to sell something um a little bit more secure attachment yeah 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 which i think to me i think is um sexy i i actually do think that and i i think it's because when you're younger you have someone so many of those physical run-in relationships where you're like oh my god I can't live unless I touch this person. Yes. Oh my God. And then the the young girl, oh my God, he's so handsome. Look at him in his his truck and his boots and his white shirt. And uh. oh my goodness. And it's like, okay, well, he's going to ruin, you know, he's probably going to ruin you, but that's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, because you're not looking for that attachment. You're looking for how good looking this person is. and Lustful. How- Lustful. 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 <laughs> it doesn't always go wrong, to be clear. It like, can be. It can go wrong. Like, your mom actually has introduced me to many of, I should say, my exes. So yeah, yeah. it's just interesting because it's like you, I've met them in um, different contexts. And yeah, it's lust, but there's also some type of, oh, well, I know this person. So if she knows them, then, then they must be safe. Then they must be good or they must understand where I'm coming exactly. from. Exactly. That's, that's huge. Um, 
to be able to know like people. And I've always like, I've always prided myself on this and you could be like, Ben, you're stupid. Um, I've never had a one night stand. Never. I have never in my life had a one night stand. I think that's great. Everybody thinks I'm lying about that. I have never not just been with somebody once. It's never happened to me. Um, I am thinking for myself. Yeah. I think I always at least make it twice. That's what I'm saying. Like you always two, have to three. do two or three and then it's like, all right, this isn't working. Exactly. So like Ooh. I give them a few tries though. It's not <laughs> fair. I don't feel it's fair. It's once like it's the first time is really hard to get it correctly. Yeah. Oh, I think that the possibility that you're going to get it correct the first time is almost zero. Almost zero. However, people will say, oh, no, it's so great. And it's like, I think our measures of great might be different. Yeah, yeah. Is it deep? Is it is it connecting? Uh, which is what we were talking about also before the camera went on, um, is being that connection is huge. Right, with- like the chemistry is more than the looks. And we were talking about how, like, body image seems huge. And it is huge. Like, the confidence that you have in the skin you're in is huge. And chemistry and attraction kind of even goes beyond that, though. It goes beyond the body. The body is like the the unit by which you're having the yeah. partnered sex. But it's also the minds there. The emotions are there. There's a lot happening. Yeah, see, I, I agree with you. I mean, having that be the measure, I think that should be the new measurement of a relationship is the depth. Yeah, the and depth. The and, I, and I know how that sounds. For some men, like, ugh, this asshole, rolling, <laughs> like this guy. But I can't even tell you that maybe I am just more of an emotional man anyway, you know, for that matter. Like, I'm very. I think all of us are emotional, but emotions get pushed out. As yeah. You're too sensitive. You're too whiny. It's not masculine. It's not very feminine. Like, whatever it is, it's just an insult of the character. And you've kept emotions as important to you. Well, I mean, right? tried. I mean, I'm definitely yeah, tried. I'm sure people have like tried to get it out of you and not be emotional because you're a person who was assigned male at birth, so you have to be manly yeah, with your yeah. skulls. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's more than that because I think it's more about security. Like, it's mm. like for me to to be able to talk to somebody in depth is more valuable to me. Um, and that's not to say you let emotions run the conversation. What you're saying is I can look back on that emotion and talk about it and I'm okay with that like misery sorrow sadness love you know pleasure whatever that sounds really important it's it, it's 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 super important to be able to articulate yourself because that's literally what it, you know a smart or educated and I'm saying emotionally educated or emotionally intelligent intelligent person yeah. would do um and it's just like do you think that those languages get lost which was why it leads to a lot of those loveless marriages because males need something different than females do you think that that is yeah part of it? i think that's part of it and also think about like the movies the tv and the music that we listen to that reinforce what you just said yeah yeah okay yeah that's true it definitely is is but i mean there's a lot of music that is pushing that you don't need those things too like there's there's a lot. So of we that, have yeah. a lot of mixed messages. There's a lot of mixed, yeah. Which is why people are confused. I which imagine. is why people are confused about sex and love and what 
an orgasm. What is orgasm? What does it feel like? A lot of women are confused on that. Really? Yes. Like I, that's my number one question I get asked. How do I know if I had an orgasm? Oh, dude. I know. Yo, you guys, whomever is doing this, you guys need to figure <laughs> Li- that out. Listen to this podcast. Yeah, listen and you need to know. <laughs> wow. That is like le- a legitimate question. That's a legitimate. It's so sad. Homies, yo, my, yo, my mans, you guys got to get your shit together. Oh, I feel like a failure. <laughs> it's kidding. like it's it's one of the most common questions I get asked, Oof. and um, I, I, I'm I'm not a wizard or anything. I'm just saying that's a rough question. That's a rough question. Yeah. How do I know? And it's like, well, you wouldn't be asking. Yeah, I mean, and so what do you what do you say to that? Like, what do you say to that to them? I say, are you talking about the first question? I say back is, are you? Do you mean solo sex or partnered sex? And they're like, what are you talking about? What? They don't even know that. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's go off of partnered sex for now. Let's 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 drag some people into this. Yeah. yeah. So if they say partnered sex, I would say how long are you doing a warm up of the body, like touching the skin, touching other parts of the body that aren't the genitals? Mm-hmm. They might say not at all. Okay. What about then the genitals? How often are you touch- touching those before you get to penetration? Two minutes. All right. Well, it takes most female bodies 10, 20, 30 minutes for the internal clitoris, which is the erection that women get inside the body, how men get an erection outside. Women have that inside. It takes at least 10 minutes with a vibrator, usually 20 or 30 minutes with like oral or digital sex um, to get that full of blood. And if that's not full of blood, it's the vagina doesn't have many nerve endings in it because that's where babies come out. Yeah. So the pleasure that women get from penetration is because the internal clitoris is shutting, closing the, the vaginal walls, and that gives them this tight feeling mm-hmm. for penetration. So n- people don't even know that there is an internal clitoris, and that's no fault of anyone other than probably society. It didn't get into the textbooks till 1974 what? with Betty Dotson, who passed away last year. But that's R. when R. vibrators hit the map um, and the internal clitoris. She was doing work on cadavers, and they, she found the internal clitoris and was like, why isn't this in the books? Like, we don't need that because nothing goes wrong with it. That's a hell of a... <laughs> just like that. working on cadavers, finding an internal clitoris. That would be a, that is a hell of a book, I imagine. A hell of a thing oh, to oh. find. Rest in peace, Betty. Rest yes. Peace. yes. Rest easy, Betty. But, it, but like you got to pregame. You, gotta, you have to pregame pre-game. for the clitoris. And I don't think people know that because where do we see that? Do we see that that much in porn? Not that much. Or Sometimes. movies. Or movies. In movies, right? It's like we Homies jump just in. Like, Let's go. And then they're like, And there's oh. no lube. Yeah. And then she's, <sighs> and then her hair is messed up. His hair. He's like, what? That was amazing. That was amazing. It was the first time. Yeah, my ass. Yeah, it's not amazing yeah. the first time. And it's also, I mean, sometimes it could be fun. It could be fun. But like, let's set little... the bar at fun versus amazing. And if it's amazing, it's a pleasant surprise. Oh, right? Dude, this is great. Yeah. It, but it's like, so first off, we need to kind of plant this. This We need to tailgate. What you're saying is tailgate. Tailgate. Pre-game at that vagina. Yeah. Yes. The, mm. And the outside of Felt. it, just for fun, like vagina is awesome. The outside is called the vulva. Listen, listen <laughs> up, guys. Vulva. So vulva. the vulva is the outside. It's what you see when you're looking at someone who's assigned female at birth. So, I mean, I think I think with <laughs> with 
Just people need to just camp out is what you're saying. Yeah. Camp out. Camp out. Discover. Uncover. Explore. Take this watch. Set it for 20, 30 before you get into it. Yeah. Make sure you have time. Like don't like don't do a quickie. Don't rush all the time. You don't want your partner. And I'm going to this might be ruining your job security. You don't want them knocking on your door. I and don't asking, want job security. <laughs> I would love to put myself out of business and find something else to do. However, this job needs to be done right now. It does. It needs to be done because people are knocking on your door because those people aren't knocking on their door right. for that. Oh, right. And people also there's it. shame in solo sex. There's shame. Not with this guy. <laughs> well, that's great. I love that. I'm so glad that you feel that way. I, yeah. I don't think many I think a lot of people, people feel shame. Yeah, so many people are like, it's so shameful to do it alone. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why? I, I, I never. You're like, I didn't have that problem. I didn't problem. have that problem. I love that. But I know that some some people, I mean, maybe as a kid, like as a kid, you're like, all right, you know, I'm not. I'm not doing this. You know, you find a, you know, an easy rider magazine. My dad was into motorcycles or whatever. So it's just lady with boobies hanging out. <laughs> so, I mean, like that makes sense. But I mean, like if at any point at that age, if somebody approached you, you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But as an adult, like right. male or female, you'd be like, yeah, bro, like get on, get on that level. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. I mean, that's a lot of these, a lot of these dudes aren't doing it. You know what right. I mean? They're just, they're just coming in. Like a wrecking ball, not wrecking anything. They're just, right, they're, they're it's out. just like penetration of like something that doesn't want to be penetrated. Do you think porn and, and porn definitely has something to to do with that? Do you think they have like I don't want to say responsibility, but I don't think they have a responsibility. I think um, to me, I'm not anti-porn. Uh, the thought about porn to me is it's obviously entertainment. Yeah, and I feel the same about movies, yeah, like, and television. But some people. Th- start comparing their sex to porn, oh, to television, to that, movies. That don't work. All of those are terrible comparisons because none of them are real sex. That's, none of them are real. That's true. There's none of that awkward, like, oh, I'm sorry. You I'm know, s- I, like, I oh, do you want a towel? <laughs> or wait, so, uh, do you want to put music on? Should we bring the shades down? I'm uh, so glad you said you have a towel. That's it's so true. Funny. It's so trying. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you get you a towel? Towel. Do you want a towel? Yeah, you put one down. Whatever. Right, yeah. should we put one down? Yeah. You need an oh extra. Right, because that's not happening because no one wants to see that in the movie. It's I boring. Tr- I really want to see that in a movie. That'd be hilarious. Really? Okay, oh. you can make that uh, We movie. need to make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how Ben got into the industry. Um, So, I mean, it's just super nice to have this conversation and how, when you have these conversations with people, um, you know, with your practice, how hard is it to pry through that to get them um, open about it? Or is, or it depends on what, how they were raised. It depends on their religion, the ethnicity. Um, it, It depends on a few things. Some people that come to me are also like social justice warriors in okay. ways, so it's not as difficult. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they feel like they're on a, like, a crusade to help, correct. to help, to help. And it. so if they can't live with their body um, in like s- radical self-love, mm-hmm. like that's what something they're striving for. So they're on this, like what you said, crusade of pleasure. Do you, do you think that that's all, and, and, and I'm, I'm one that I like to kind of stay in the middle generally, do you think that that's also damaging too? Like being just that you're on this crusade about this because doesn't false positivity 
lead to like almost like not narcissism, but it, it becomes like, look at me. I'm so this like, can you notice a difference in that? Or what would you say about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, you don't want to be too this way or too that way. And if you can't see me left or right, because mm-hmm. you want to be um, in the center mm-hmm. balance, you know, kind of on this balance beam of life, not um, projecting and not um, placating. Okay. So in the middle somewhere, um, and when you're internally harmonious, you can kind of go around and people feel your vibes as neutral. They don't feel them as too rageful or too, um, quiet. Yeah. Like you feel more safe because you're in the middle. That means you're like a centered adult. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so that's why I was kind of getting at that. I wasn't trying to, hopefully I didn't sway you at, at, at any, any bit. So with that being said, a lot of young people, I tend to see that on social media and the people that I interact with, the likes, um, the shares, the, the looks, that's not, um, it, it, for me, it's like, I get it because it's their bodies and they're showing them and they're doing this. What part does that become damaging though? I'm, I'm, I'm not, like at what point do you go oh you know all right i think we've already shown in the research that it is damaging right dopamine depletion from the likes and shares and people feeling like they their lives aren't worth living because they're not getting enough likes and they feel bullied because not bullied by words but bullied by a lack of attention or connection so if we're looking for likes or if we're sharing revealing our bodies to get attention Attention isn't negative in mm-hmm. any way. However, is it helpful to pleasure? Is it helpful to depth? No. Okay, good. But it does something for the brain as like fun. It's yeah. fun. Oh, wow. I got a hundred, you know, hundred likes. A hundred likes. I feel really good. That's, oh, I worked like two hours to get that <laughs> yeah, one yeah, picture yeah, yeah, on yeah. my head. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't think it has anything to do with sexuality though. Okay. It has nothing to do with sex. Yeah, I... I, I don't see a lot of um, those people saying anything. And I don't want to say those. I, I don't see a lot of people posting those pictures and doing that. A lot of times when I've met them and they do have a lot of that and they have kind of um, shown their body on display constantly, there kind of seems to be this disconnect with their personality almost. Right. It's like a different skill set. Yeah. It's the skill set of a look yeah. versus the skill set of emotional intelligence or something else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm, what bothers me the most because right. I, I, I work with a lot of people and talk with a lot of people who are who, who do that. And if anybody's even noticed, my social media has changed quite a bit, and it's because like I wanted to put something funny, some content, some do that. I mean, I, I can't constantly take a shirtless pic and I get a bunch of, you know, you get a bunch of DMs, you get a bunch of this. I'm not saying this because <laughs> it's me, but we, we it's have true. that we have we all have done it. And what I've learned is like what I get from that isn't nearly as um, emotionally fulfilling as somebody saying, dude, you made me laugh today or thank you for saying that, you know, about like being grateful or whatever, like that emotional intelligence is better. And I think that a lot of young people have problems with the thing you were talking about with the posting of, you know, pictures and that, because that hit of dopamine and that's a real thing. It's fast. It's, a, it's, it's so fast. Quick. And I wonder though, like you also posted something today, which was really beautiful on your social media about being present and grateful. And 
to me, if I post something like that, those 20 likes feel a lot better than if I'm in my gym clothes and I got 200 likes yeah. for something that I think is kind of silly. Yeah, it, it it something that it's like I don't need a reward for working out or, or uh, you know, helping my body, but it definitely becomes that hit. Um, and I agree with you that 20 likes feels way better than the 300 likes, you know, when you got your shirt off or you know, you're working out, or, you know, and I, I agree with, and I'm in that industry. Yeah. Like, like I'm in the to fit, be the clear. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. bad or wrong with taking those pictures. Yeah. Like we all do it. We've Everybody, done it, done it, done it. Done it. Yeah, yeah. it. There's nothing bad about it, but just know what it is. Just like watching porn. It's not bad. Just know it's not real. Just know it's not real. Also with, can I just say something about porn again? Yeah. Let's talk about porn. Um, fake bodies those aren't real bodies yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of those bodies that and that's what a lot of young men fall victim to yes they hold women to this this standard great well i mean you want to hold them to some sort of standard everyone for, is a standard for, we all have our own standards and that's another thing it's like with porn it's like whatever you like whatever it's like okay that's fine but that's porn it's porn it's porn yeah it's fantasy yeah. um there's so many labiaplasties, which is, um, you know, the female genitals are cut and re-sewn to look different. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the porn industry. When I was in sex therapy school, many of the people alongside me were escorts, um, yeah. strippers, porn stars. They were getting out of the industry. Yeah. And they wanted to do sex education instead um, to show that this isn't real, folks. Oh, yeah. It takes us four hours before we start rolling to prep the scene. Yeah. It takes this much makeup, this much hair. We're spray tanned. They like put makeup on the genitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do. They there's a makeup genital artist. Yes. Yeah. He imagine having that job. I know. Yeah, you're like, what do you the, do the for work? Yeah, you're like, the... I do a genital. I do butthole makeup. <laughs> butthole makeup and waxing. <laughs> Putting that on a resume. Like, I mean, oh, it's a resume. I, I noticed that you are a butthole artist. Uh, makeup I never artist? heard yeah, of that. I've never heard of that. But <laughs> it's true. And yes. like that's no, something true. that I really appreciated going to school like having their voices like thank you yeah thank well, you for saying what's really happening on it, set because it validates all the things that you're saying yeah. to these people and a lot of young boys hearts are broken right now they think we've done this they're I like know. no i'm so sorry yeah it, just make it a fantasy again yeah. there's nothing bad about it in a solo sex life however your hand with you alone is way different than a vagina, which is way different than an anus, which is way different than a mouth, right? Yeah, so yeah. even for, you know, those who are in same-sex relationships, um, it's different. It's different. It's different, it's, homie. It's not, it's, it's not what you're seeing on porn. It's not what you're seeing on television and the movies. And it's okay that it's different. Yes. It's okay. No way. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so Sorry, I'm still recovering from the from the butthole makeup artist. <laughs> so um, we have some questions that were um, submitted, and they were submitted on um, Instagram. Uh, keep in mind, you guys all can also do it on YouTube and all that too. So, a couple of questions, and they uh, will remain anonymous. Um, are threesomes good for relationships, or do they ruin relationships? Amanda, talk to us. It depends on who the person is that you're having a threesome with. If the person who you're having a threesome with is someone that you know, I've seen that work better than people that you don't know. Okay. I've seen it go really poorly both ways, though. Okay. And here's the thing. Um, in over a decade I've been practicing, I've seen threesomes go well 
One time. One time. Here's the thing. Bias population. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. These yes. are people coming to sex therapy. Got it. I've only seen it go well once. Okay. That's not a lot. Yeah. I I have not heard anything about a, a threesome going well, well, uh, for relationship we're talking. That's what, yeah, that was the question. Yeah, for yeah, the relationship. Yeah, for the relationship. People have fun in threesomes. Yeah. yeah. Yay. However, we're ta- the specific question was, is this good for our relationship? Yeah. I've only seen it work well one time. What would you say to somebody who's had a threesome in a church parking lot? What would you say to that person? I would say... Um, I hope you prayed first and <laughs> asked for Jesus's blessing. Yes, before entering before. the parking lot. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, just to like clear the air. Just yeah. like forgive me <laughs> and we're going to do this oh, now. Oh, good. See, that's great. Get it. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Because that actually happened. That was an anonymous confession a couple weeks ago. So Woo-hoo. good job. Um, Yay. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> um, so you're just saying in a relationship, not so. I wouldn't say a threesome is going to help a relationship. Got it. Got it. Okay. So this one, why do so many men ghost women? I don't know what um, gendered person asked that. Mm. It doesn't matter probably. However, um, ghosting. Or or just why do people. Yeah, let's do that. Why do do people ghost? Because I've seen both. I've seen it both too. That's why I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Well, it was the person was saying it. And they were probably saying it for a a woman saying it about men. I think that um, people ghost because go back to like the 50s or 40s before we had the internet someone knew someone and that's how you met dates yeah you were kind there was a community feel but now there's no connection there's no attachment there's no common bond yeah. in between you so there's no accountability okay no one's taking any accountability so it's easier to avoid got it than to treat someone with integrity oh, oh shit yeah that's true it's I just mean, easier and that people choose easier. People people are choosing easy, less responsibility and to not be accountable. Correct. And that's here's sad. the thing, like they don't realize that that's what they're choosing. They think that it's trading short-term awkwardness for like a long-term gain. To me though, I just think why not send the message, "Hey, I'm not really interested. You kind of remind me of my cousin and <laughs> that's okay. Like yeah. good luck to you." Yeah, yeah. It, and like, just hey, end it. Just a quick ending yeah i'm not interested you remind me of my uncle it's weird you know what i mean your mom's a dick or whatever and I mean, whatever it, whatever it is and just take responsibility for the actions to not go somebody because that's a shitty feeling correct and back in the day other people held you accountable for that and it's unfortunate that we live in a world where we don't hold ourselves accountable yeah, for that that's true yeah guys hold yourself accountable Seriously. everyone yeah, yeah, yeah all, everybody just hold themselves accountable when you're doing something shitty to somebody else um and i agree i mean i've i've never ghosted somebody i have not either i i've been ghosted i i I don't we didn't call it like i guess it was ghosting then uh but then i saw her again and then she kind of explained it which i don't know if it hurt more then when i I talked to her or you still were ghosted first yeah i was but i don't know if her explaining it to me a, a couple of weeks later was better or it should have happened when she ghosted me because when she told me she's like she's like yeah i just wasn't really feeling it you know you're just not my type well how did that feel for you when she said when she said it i was like oh god that hurts like right away i went and then but then there was a part of me was like well okay that's fine i guess because there were all things i couldn't change you know what i mean it wasn't like 
you know, she's like, you're not that tall. And I'm like, all right. Well, yeah, that's I rude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. okay. So she was a gonna... bit of a dick. Yeah, let's right. be fair. Yeah. Way out of. Uh... If you're going to ghost someone, don't make it about them personally and insulting them. Well, I it's think. It's not there, helpful. I think there was you're a. You're not tall. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think there was a part of it that was just like she was embarrassed. Okay. So, so it was just like, oh, he, he saw me. He caught me. So I'm just going to treat him like shit, which says uh, a lot more about her. Integrity. Than, yes. None of that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, but ghosting. Definitely. So you're just saying it's, it's, it's just easier, easier, lack of accountability and responsibility. Right. And since there's no community involved anymore, cause it's just a left or right swipe. No one, no external person is guilting them either to oh. message you back. You bastards. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn right. it. Damn it. Um, so we'll get through these. Uh, so how do I tell my boyfriend of only three months? <laughs> He's not doing it right without hurting his feelings. Um, I would start with curiosity and just say, you know, we've been together for three months now around this time. This is what I would say. I'm such a nerd (laughs) around this time. Helen Fisher and the research says that the adrenaline is kind of wearing off. So now we need more skill sets. Because you would in, say all that? I would say, I've said it. Oh, God. I've done it. I've done it. I'm such a sex geek. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I've said it. I've, and I'm like, can we bring in a vibrator? Can we bring in a toy? Is it, can you watch me do it to me? Teach him. But some people are not comfortable with that. Some people will say, I don't want to watch you do it. Okay, yeah. well, then maybe that's a breakup because my boundary would, boundaries have consequences. My boundary would be if you're not willing to learn more, I can't continue in this relationship because sexuality is a huge thing and pleasure is something I value. Okay. Yeah. So good. Just kind of open communication, open communication versus ghosting Yeah. yeah, or versus like I'm breaking up with you without any explanation because now he's going to keep going on doing maybe the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to teach a man to fish. You know what I mean? But like also you're dating. So you'd want to be open. What happened if if, if he's closed mind? Like I could do this. It's like, Hey bro, Take it easy. Yeah, to yeah. me though, like it's like I can do that, but you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> like if you could, you would have. Like the adrenaline wasn't that good, I promise. Boom. <laughs> right. Boom. It's just like don't lie. Don't lie to him. Don't lie to him. Don't lie to her. Whatever. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good question. That's it a happens really good a lot. Question. That's a really good question. Um <laughs> this one's good. Okay. This is this is aggressive. Okay, I want to smash. <laughs> I want to smash all the time. However, my girl uh, doesn't want my eggplant emoji <laughs> entered. Um, I've tried a lot of things. Some things I don't really want to do. Um, how do I get her on my level? Does that mean sexual level? I think it means sex. I, I think it just means fre- maybe frequency, maybe more frequency. Okay. I don't know. Um. Well, the most boring answer ever. You have to talk about it. No one's a mind reader. Well, he wants to smash. I know. He, he w- wants to smash. There are plenty of people out there that want to smash too. Yeah. yeah. Is it your girlfriend? I don't know. Um. I would want to know how long they've been together because like right after after the first few years- like, it's how just, long has it been where it, she's not I, smashing? I should right? have. Yeah. Well, he said smash. So I think it's probably not a long time. Yeah. It's maybe <gasps> or, like a week or two. <laughs> you don't like smash your 30 year marriage. You're like, We're still smashing. <laughs> Nobody says that. Well, I think that that's an interesting point. Yeah. Like the language you're using and you're using an eggplant. So like, are you comfortable with your body? Are you comfortable talking about sex? Like, Got it. Why don't you message Ben or I and like give us some context? We need context on this. Because you're smashing with eggplants. Um, (laughs) 
I'm not into that. Like eggplants yeah. aren't my jam. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I, I think, um, <laughs> so I think what we're what we would say is once again communication, communication, and, and um. You and know. like, why are you doing things you don't want to do then? Yeah. Also, that's kind of weird to me. Maybe she's into something he's not in. Maybe she's into feet or something. Well, that's okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's doing, but she's still not at his level. Yeah. So he's not doing the feet thing. Maybe right he's not. Thing. The, yeah. Maybe he's not putting whip, whipped cream or whatever. Whatever the thing is. Like it's, it's, messy. it's, I think like, what if she has a fetish? A fetish means you can't get off without the object or the thing you have. Bro. She's got a fetish. She might have a fetish she or she might does. not be interested in the way in which you're talking about sex as smashing. Yeah, I need to get, I need to know more about this. I know person. I really want to know about this person. I'm if, so I'm going to see if I'm going to see if they'll they'll elaborate on yeah, this. Can yeah, can you? Yes. Um, we could do like an Instagram story follow. We need to follow up with this 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 smasher. Um smasher. <laughs> We already touched on this sexless marriages. Um, so we don't need, uh, yeah. that, was a, that was a question that just kind of came in early. Um, so this was my question, um, relearning each person's sexual, um, what gets them sexual rouse, love language every time. Um, is that important? And, uh, is it a big mistake in your practice to see that when somebody goes from one relationship or, or, or sexual encounter with somebody to another, uh, to learn that? Uh, right. So for those of you who have been in multiple relationships, if you know anything about love languages or erotic templates, not everyone is turned on by the same thing. Um, different times of day, different times of the month, people are turned on by different things and they desire different things. So if someone's love language for sex is you buy them, they like to receive lingerie, mm. but what you're doing <clears throat> instead is sending them love poems. Uh-huh. That's not a match. It's okay. It's just that maybe the poems were for your ex and this person <laughs> wants something else. Yeah. And maybe um, the way you want to give in your love or sex language, make sure that your partner wants to receive in that love language too. Because if you're just giving the way you've always given and you're like, well, that's how I've always done it. Okay, well, change is a form of growth, which is a form of love. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to attune to who you're actually with, not the what you have in your mind about what turns other people on. Yeah, yeah, I, that is that. Can you give another example of that? Because that was so good. I just, I just want. Yeah. Like, so another so somebody giving another example would be um, someone who really values um, spending time together. They want a date night. They want a date night before sex because date night and having talk time really connects them. But their partner is giving in the language of when I get home, I'm just going to go down on you okay. right away. That's not what they're wanting. They're wanting quality time. They're not wanting an act of service on okay. their body yet. Okay. So you're basically, it's just um, a mismatch of strategies. You're not doing anything wrong. Just communication also other than the sender it involves someone receiving what you're communicating got it so if you are skipping talking and this person it that's what turns them on the talking not dirty talk just like quality actual depth, conversation depth like depth emotional conversation if that's what turns them on and you're just like let's get the vibrators out <laughs> yeah. right away they're not gonna feel connected and their body's gonna then be like tense kind of like you in the gas station running yeah, around yeah, manically yeah. yeah or like or it will shut down. Something will happen and you'll see in the receiver's body that their needs are not getting met. Yeah, yeah. And it's on them to be like, hey, 
I see that you really want to please me and please my body. Thank you so much. And it would really mean a lot to me if you could come back and we could plan a dinner together and talk over candlelight. That type of stuff. With a light dinner, right? You don't also just fun fact, don't eat heavy before yeah, yeah, a night. Don't go, of, Italian, don't go Italian food. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's feeling sexy after eggplant parm. Right. Yeah, you're well, like, hmm. I, I, Maybe I, that got I mean, smasher. The smasher, Mike. The smasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. He's like, I love eggplant parm. I love smasher, you know? It's right. Okay. It's, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. So is that a good, do that you understand gr- the examples yeah, now? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I understood him. I just, uh, y- there's so many examples. There's so of many this. specific examples and, 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 and it's so helpful um so i mean amanda it, it has been absolutely amazing i'm so glad we did this Dude, me too this yeah so thanks for so meeting helpful. me way later than we had planned originally <laughs> you're fine. You're not in, i'm all hyped up on coffee and now you're I've look at, you're, you're hyped you're, you're i've well, slept you're well rested yeah this was great this Seriously. is so great i love to talk about sex <laughs> me too i'm in we're in all right so maybe um if we get more from the smasher i'd love to hear smasher, and follow up and where can they find your stuff um you can find me on youtube at the sex healer facebook instagram twitter the sex healer i'm amanda pashuko and yeah from hartford connecticut usa and loco woohoo yeah, all right Amanda, thank you so much. It's and, been awesome. Uh, thank you all. Thank We're out. Thank you. We're, We're out. out. Yeah. Woohoo. Dude, you nailed it. Crushed it. Crushed it.